Hello and welcome to Everyone Everywhere, your evangelism podcast brought to you by Church Army. Today we're launching into our second season and we're starting by talking about the coronavirus and how we continue to share hope through a time of crisis. We are joined today by our guest Neville Willerton, who's going to be talking to us about how our evangelists are continuing to do what they do best when the whole country is in lockdown. I'm your host Chris. And I'm Hannah. You may have been wondering why you haven't heard from us for a couple of months. Well, I think probably you guys have all heard about coronavirus. You're probably bored of hearing about coronavirus, to be honest. And that is one of the reasons why we haven't brought you new podcasts. But we also were reviewing first episodes and we just wanted to make sure that we were producing the right stuff, talking about the right things so that you guys can get the greatest content. So Now we're back with season two and we hope it will be better than ever. And we're looking forward to what we've got planned this season. So stay tuned for that. We're not in the studio today. No, obviously coronavirus has meant that everything has had to change in how it's done. And we at Church Army, um, central office staff, we're working from home. So Nev, we've got you here, but you're not really here. Where are you? I'm in Shropshire. I'm at home. Um, like you two guys at your houses um, because of lockdown. Um, but it's, it's great to chat with you guys. It's great to have you here because we, we're both Chris and I, we're in Sheffield. So the magic of technology has brought us together once again. Absolutely. It's brilliant. And it's not been a quiet lockdown, has it? So many things have been going off in the news at the moment. Hannah, do you want to tell us a little bit about those? What's going on? Yeah, so there's been lots of discussion, hasn't there, recently about the injustices that have been brought to light. Coronavirus has really made it clear that there are lots of things that we consider normal in society that actually shouldn't be normal. And I think one of the other things that everyone's aware of that has just had a lot more airtime than usual is the Black Lives Matter movement. I know that um, I don't think we've ever had this much conversation around it in my lifetime, at least. Um, So it's really exciting that we can engage with those topics and be really open and pursue change as well. I know that's something that Church Army are hoping to be better at. We're working to be better at that. And so I just wanted to say that actually next episode, episode two, we're going to be talking to a couple of people, um, some of our frontline evangelists about this movement, about experiences that they've had as well. So I'm really excited to have that conversation with them next time. But I'm getting ahead of myself. We have Nev here today to talk about coronavirus and church army and what we have been doing. And it is an awful lot, I must say. Nev, who are you and what do you do? Hannah, I'm, I'm Neville. Um, Neville Willerton. I live in Shropshire, which is where I am at the moment. Um, family of four. And uh, we're doing the whole thing of home learning for the kids I work for Church Army. I have done for about 17, 18 years, that kind of thing. I'm the director of operations uh, for Church Army, which means I get to support all of our frontline work across the UK and Ireland, uh, get to manage it with a team um, and get to grow our frontline work as well in in new areas with new partners um, and develop something from vision level all the way through to making boots on the ground, which I I love that whole process. That's quite a big role. Uh, (laughs) And you're not just a staff member, are you? You're also a Church Army evangelist. 
Yeah, yeah, I am. And uh, yeah, very proud of being a church army evangelist. I, I love the organization. I love the charity. I love what we stand for and what we do, uh, working particularly with marginalized groups. Um, so I became a church army evangelist a millennia ago, 1999, uh, to be honest with you. Um, and I've done a few projects since then based in Northern Ireland, originally in County Down, at the base of the mountains of Morn, led a youth project, a brand new youth project, uh, which was cross-community, and then led a project called Street Reach in Belfast, which was bringing Catholic and Protestant young people together to do mission, to serve some of the most broken areas uh, as well. So uh, it's been quite a ride um, since 99, and um, I, I, I wouldn't change a bit of it. I've absolutely loved being part of the Church Army community and the difference that we're making in people's lives. That's awesome. awesome. Really awesome. So during this really strange time of being in lockdown, where so many people are having to work from home and can't get out, that has clearly been a huge challenge for us as Church Army. Could you talk to us a little bit about how when so many people have to stay at home, how we've managed to keep some of our guys out there connecting with people and doing the things that they do best? Yeah, I, it, it's been it, it's been a heck of a job trying to support our frontline work and making sure that they're responsive to some of the most needy areas across this land, but also protecting the people that we're serving and protecting our staff as well, making sure that the, the right government and health authority measures are implemented for lockdown. Chris, I think it's really, really important that actually, you know, people feel incredibly isolated and and particularly through, you know, the darkest months of this lockdown. Uh, and, And that isolationism can increase anxiety, increase fear, you know, some people, because of their own health, have had to go into shielding. And, you know, it's, it's some of our evangelists, some of our frontline work who've been making a difference and, and being community to those people who feel most isolated, most marginalized, and most at fear as well. And so, you know, doing practical things like food parcels, making sure that people have got medics, just knocking on the door, taking a couple of steps back and, and, and making people feel as though they're not alone, they're not completely isolated, that there is a community there for them. I think that that is really, really important that yeah. we are responsive in this time. And I, and I think, Chris, it's been fascinating watching how our frontline work has been incredibly responsive and taken the initiative in responding to people's isolation. I think that thing of calling people who are still out there doing their jobs on the front line rather at home as key workers is so relevant to church army evangelists. I know that I've seen some discussion on social media about how people who are like ministers or work for Christian organisations saying that they shouldn't be frontline workers because they're just dealing with things that are spiritual. But like you said, it's so much more than that. It's really practical work that our evangelists are doing. Also meeting that need of loneliness and fear, which I think is something that is so incredibly needed right now. So could you tell us a few more specific ways that you think that we've been 
really proactive and has been really good during this time? Because I know you mentioned about how lots of things have changed. My goodness, Hannah, you know, where do we start really? <laughs> um, I've been having conversations and, and I know you have as well with, with some of our centres of mission and other projects. I'm conscious of the Dundee Centre of Mission and they do a huge amount of work up in Scotland, particularly with those who are homeless and those who are rough sleepers and they, they've had a whole team of volunteers led by um, Reverend Captain Kerry Dixon of putting together food parcels and distributing them right around some of the most isolated communities, some of the most vulnerable communities as well. So there's that very practical delivering foods, delivering medicine to, to isolated people. So then you move down the country and then you go to a place called, you know, our Selby Centre of Mission. And they've been incredibly responsive, actually using you know, social media, doing kids clubs on, on YouTube and, um, you know, particularly for, for kids who are just facing four walls throughout the day and are incredibly bored and, again, incredibly isolated and, and sometimes a nightmare for parents to deal with and particularly single parents on the estates that we're working in, that, that actually that way of putting something on uh, that reaches not only an existing kids club, but are actually reaching new families and new kids uh, has actually been a really important development and seeing how we've been responsive to the, to the need and to the crisis. And I know one of our centres of mission within Wales, they were approached by McDonald's. So this was at the very beginning of lockdown. Um, they were approached by McDonald's saying, you know, you guys in the centre of mission, you know the community. We, we've got a lot of food here um, that would just go to waste. Can you do anything about it? So Val, our lead evangelist, popped down to McDonald's, filled her car with loads of stuff and took it to the local primary school. And then with the head of the primary school, they contacted all the families and then they had a huge barbecue. Uh, obviously, social distancing and all of that kind of stuff. But it was a great way to um, connect with families on the estate. Uh, so that was wonderful to see as well, uh, a really proactive thing to do. That's fantastic. And just to be so known in the community that people like McDonald's actually contacts us in order to be involved in distributing food and getting out amongst the communities. That's just an incredible example of like where what we're doing just works so, so well in the places where we're at. So Nev, you've been running something new, which means that people can actually hear straight from Church Army frontline workers and even ask questions. It's been called Couple with a Key Worker. Could you tell us a little bit about that and how people can get involved with that? Yeah, we, we trialed this, Chris, um, in the midst earlier in, in lockdown, and, and we did this on a weekly basis, different times, different days. And we, we ran Couple with a Key Worker through, through Zoom, and it was um, inviting some of our supporters and potential supporters, people are interested about Church Army, to hear from, from some of our staff members and the, and the difference that they were making within, within the community. Um, and it was so successful that we've decided to run this on a regular basis. So we, we're now running this couple with a key worker the first Wednesday of every month at seven o'clock. You can see the links through the Church Army website, churcharmy.org forward slash cuppa. Uh, but you can also go onto our Facebook page 
and see the links there as well, because what we've begun to do is to stream Couple with the Key Worker through our Facebook page as well. And last time we did this, Hannah, we, we had people from Mexico. Um, um, yeah. We had, a, we had a guy from Australia as well, bless him, who got the, the time slightly wrong. So he was an hour late. And um, it was very early for him as well, bless him. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and we even had people who were financially giving to us live um, whilst we were doing Cuppa. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is just a great way to tell the story of how some of our evangelists around the UK and Ireland have been responding to COVID and making a profound difference um, in people's lives. So, um, uh, yeah, there's a few of us host that and we, we would love to see you come along next time um so it's the first wednesday of every month at seven o'clock so now we're just going to hear a short clip of you neville interviewing carol stock from the amber project and this is from one of the couple with a key worker sessions carol stock leads our amber project in cardiff which works with young people and young adults who are vulnerable um, in south wales uh, Carol, maybe you'll introduce yourself and the context and the, the work that you do. So I thought I'd start by saying a little bit about how we generally work and then talk a bit about how that's changed with the current situation. So for those of you who don't know, um, Amber's been running now since 2002. It grew very much out of the work at Dames Court House, um, where we recognised the need there of young people who were coming in with a history of self-harm, some of whom were very, very emotionally distressed. Um, And we work by having very much a sense of community. And we've really drawn on that over recent weeks because that's given us a foundation. We have relationships with all young people we work with. We know every one of them personally, and that's given us a very good base to support them during this very difficult time. So normally what would happen is we would invite people in initially to meet with us. We see things very much in a holistic way, so we don't just work with the harm, we're not a sticky plaster um, project, we work much deeper than that, we work with young people to find out what's going on with their lives, what's underpinning their self-harm, and help them to develop the resilience, which means long after they've left us, they still have those skills they've learned to draw on. So normally we have a number of different aspects. We have a lovely counselling service with amazing counsellors. And that's one area where really at the moment we're desperate for more resources because people who are healthy and emotionally resilient are finding this very, very difficult. Young people who are already emotionally distressed are really, really struggling. So they're not offered counselling as such, but emotional support from a counsellor because at this time it's really not appropriate to delve deeper into young people's problems. It's much more by helping them where they are and how to move forward. Our support workers are doing amazing jobs. Usually they would be running workshops. Um, We run a number of creative workshops in seven workshops a week while we're in the Quaker Meeting House. We run music, we run um, art and crafts workshop. We have amazing theatre workshops um, that really works very hard with those underlying emotional issues and resilience building. And the effect that has on young people is amazing. 
We've seen young people come to us in September who can't even make eye contact with a worker. And then by December, they're on stage for our pantomime and they're just incredible. I know Nev there's been pulled up on stage, bless him. Um, give me a wig of makeup and I'm just away. I love it. Thank you very much, Nev. I've also been on those couple with a key worker calls and I think for me, there's something incredible about hearing straight from the voices of the people who are doing the stuff, because to be able to actually hear their voices and their stories and their perspectives of the areas that they're in is amazing. And there's some real inspirations there. I know um, the last few that I've been on, I was just like blown away by what they're up to and their commitment to the people and to Jesus and sharing Jesus with those people as well. So definitely would recommend coming along if you can. So I think we are just going to hear some clips straight from the mouths of our evangelists. In Selby, near York, Amy is creating a weekly online kids club video for the children her team would normally see every single week. Hey, how's it going? My name's Amy. I am Pioneer Evangelist here in Selby Centre of Mission with Church Army. Since the lockdown, we have sought to continue our kids work by creating an online kids club. Each week there's a whole new episode that goes online and it includes things like stories and songs, crafts and jokes, a lot of silliness and a dynamic Dan. What, what's a dynamic Dan? Oh he's our kids magician, he is totally fantastic. He also goes by the name Magic Hatter, so find him on Facebook, give him a wee like. Um, but not only that, we have this really cool se section called Why is Jesus important to me? In it we give people two minutes to explain why Jesus is important to them. And we've had people from different ethnicities, different backgrounds, uh, different ages, but we've also had local people, and it's a beautiful opportunity for local people to share with local people about Jesus. Andy in Gloucester is being really creative in how he's encouraging people in his local area to pray. Many of the people he's in touch with wouldn't call themselves Christians. One of the things we found uh, through some of our old board games was uh, a roulette wheel. And instead of the old TV programme called the Wheel of Fortune, we turned this into the Wheel of Prayer. So what we did was that we assigned uh, a, a street name or an organisation or group of people uh, to a number on the wheel. And then we would spin the wheel. So we'd spin the ball and we'd spin the wheel and whatever number the ball landed on, we would then pray for that street name or that organisation. There are lots of people, particularly the elderly or those in rural areas that we work with, who aren't online. So our evangelists are keeping in touch by phone, newsletters, and fun things like activity packs. Val shares how she's doing this in Haverford West, Pembrokeshire. One of our vital pieces of work that we've been doing since the lockdown began is that I weekly deliver about 80 packs of work to 40 or so families on the estate that don't have access to the internet. And it's quite vital because it keeps us in touch with some of our most disadvantaged families. And it's also meant that we see them regularly and we've been able to help them in very practical ways. One of the biggest challenges we've seen over the last couple of months is the significant increase in poverty. Church Army staff are doing all they can to provide food parcels. Kerry explains how he's doing this in Dundee. We're delivering food across the city 
to people who are in need, whether through lack of funds or whether because they're self-isolating. Uh, we pack up boxes of food, uh, three days worth of groceries and deliver it to the door. Uh, we're doing uh, many thousands of meals uh, every month. So Nev, something we've been seeing during this pandemic is this kind of thing of realising that everyone needs help in different ways. Even if we don't classically consider ourselves people who are kind of in need or in poverty or struggling with particular things, we have realised through the pandemic and through lockdown that we all need help. And so I kind of just want to unravel that a little bit because I think it's a very interesting thing to realise in such a big way because we're all experiencing it at the same time. Because I think we as Christians, we know that we're called to serve people, to share Jesus, to prefer the other, you know, all of that sort of stuff. But I think it's also easy to forget that we need help too, forget that kind of community thing. And that can lead to a savior complex. I know that's a kind of phrase that's battered about to describe that sort of experience. I know that obviously putting yourself in that position is not healthy, but it's also wrong because Jesus is the savior and he is the one who saves us, not us as we help other people or other people helping us even. So Nev, I just wanted to see if you had any thoughts on that and particularly how you think our evangelists avoid that saviour complex because their role, their job is to serve the community. I, I think it's a fascinating conversation, to be honest with you, Hannah. I, I think it's the easiest assumption uh, to make that you come in as saviour because you want to fix something. You, you know, you see that, you know, in, in, in practical ways that, that people come in and they want to make a difference. And, that, and that's a great admirable thing to do but but it's also an easy assumption to make and it's recognizing that actually God is already at work before you rocked up God is already at work in that community before you were before you were born one of the things that um, Bishop Graham Cray often speaks about is and, and what, what we try and teach some of our evangelists in training is the whole thing of triple listening so uh, the importance of listening to the Spirit of God listening to the local community what are the local community needs what are the aspirations of the local community lastly listening to the local team that you're working with so the the triple listening so actually not just coming in as a savior complex looking to fix something but actually to listen to the community listen to their aspirations what does good news what does the gospel mean for this estate, for this community. And, and then actually, things don't just hang upon you. They never should. It's that actually the local people catch something and they interpret the good news for their context. It's not just the employed evangelist, the employed leader um, who it all hangs upon. And so I think, I think those are, it's a, it's a really, really interesting conversation, actually working with local people that they interpret what good news is, that it doesn't land upon the employed evangelist. It's upon all the people of God who live within that community. And, that, and that's why I think our Church Army Dare strategy is actually really important because actually it's advocating, it's resourcing, and it's enabling other people other believers, other Christ followers 
uh, to be evangelists within their context, to share the good news within their community. And so, you know, it's why Church Army uh, uh, produce resources like stepping into evangelism, you know, faith pictures and other things like that. So while we have programs like Explore for young adults and Reunion for 30s plus, is helping to invest in Christians who want to reach their community, want to reach their generation. I think that's a great explanation, especially as I think, you know, there's some of those Latin words and big words that people could use to describe it. Like, is it something like Missio Deo and then there's incarnational living? But I think you really like summed it up there, which is really helpful. I was also just thinking as well for our listeners Obviously, they're not necessarily in a state, um, but I think they could take that and kind of learn to live like that as the evangelists are in their own lives as well. Yeah, and I think I think you know, listen to some of the things on 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 um, Cooper with a key worker, and you know, some of the examples that some of our staff have been developing. What does that look like for your own context? How can I take something that Kerry's doing in Dundee or, or Richard and Amy are doing in Selby or Val's doing in Wales? What does that look like in, in my community, in my context? And I think that's, that's a really good question to ask. Where are the areas of need? Where, where is God drawing me to within my community? I mean, for heaven's sake, you know, we've got a few hundred church army evangelists around the country. It's the tip of the iceberg. And so it's it's incumbent upon all of us to be good news for our networks, for our communities. I mean, this, this thing of good news, this gospel of the kingdom is too good to keep it to ourselves. It's just too good. And so giving it away to our local communities giving it away to our local networks, I think is just of vital importance for the church. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nev. You have been excellent. We have loved having you share about Church Army's work. And I just want to say, actually, that, you know, you could have spoken for another two hours, three hours about all the stuff that's happening on our front lines and has been happening during Corona. There has just been so much good news, which I think is, you know, a testament to the evangelists, a testament to you, a testament to God at work in all those different places as well. So thank you for all you do. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, we've got lots more to share with you that is on our Church Army website. There's videos in our COVID-19 diary series, short clips from our staff updating on what they've been up to, blogs on topics like disabilities and coronavirus and how God's not cancelled his plans, as well as stories of transformation during the pandemic so make sure you check those out on our website there's honestly so much been happening during the pandemic so the best way that you can keep up to date is to sign up to our in touch supporter email as always how you can do that is going to be in our show notes so please check that out if you want to keep up to date and just a reminder that next episode we will be talking about racism with a couple of our evangelists so keep an eye out for that one we are really looking forward to having that conversation but before we go we've got one last thing to share with you some of our people have been working on a fantastic new resource and we've produced three different booklets called death grief and hope and they're to help you process what happens when someone dies 
help you understand your feelings and to look at why Christians are still hopeful, even in death. Really hope that you don't need this booklet, but if you do, I would recommend it to you to help you work through some of the stuff that's going on in that. So if you would like to check that out, that will be churcharmy.org forward slash death, grief, hope. Again, the links will be in the show notes for that. So that is all for this episode, folks. We're so glad to be back on your airwaves. Thanks again to Nev for joining us. It's been fantastic hearing about what's been going on in Church Army during the coronavirus pandemic. See you next time. 